Hello and welcome to the Max and Skittle Power Hour. A menagerie of hot takes, high stakes, and milkshakes. For the oddities and commodities to gather and ponder. Strawberry blonde and legs for days. No dames our age can afford a coat like this. And we've got bad puns written all over us like the year 2020. Help us welcome our weekly guest artists from across the globe as we take back the spotlight and shine on the artists and craftspeople keeping our boats afloat. With faces for radio and voices also conveniently for radio, we present to you some fresh vaudeville variety you did not know you needed. So tune in weekly to the Max and Skittle Power Hour. Not an hour. We're your hosts, Max and Skittle. And I'm Max. And we are so excited to bring you this weekly podcast where each episode we will bring in a guest artist to interview. You'll get to know how the arts are not only surviving, but thriving in this new decade. In addition to our interview, you'll get to hear new works from each artist as their creations will be featured in their episode. So grab a drink, stay hydrated, sit back, and relax to enjoy the dulcet tones of the Max and Skittle Power Hour as we bring you the voice of today, yesterday. How are you, Bailey? How are you doing? Um, you know, I am doing better than I have been. I'll say that much. Oh, I'm glad <laughs> to hear that. that yeah, you're doing I just better. got some pasta. I went. I had some Italian food for lunch, and I will oh. tell you, I loved it more than my stomach did. But I still had a good meal. I understand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. what was the first thing you saw when you opened your eyes this morning? Oh boy. Um, chaos. Wow. Okay. Chaos. No follow-up questions at all to that. Like, yes, we're going to accept that as your answer. Um, yeah. <laughs> where are you calling in from? Um, my room. My my little my little shoebox on the on box. the west side of Manhattan in Harlem. <gasps> oh, wow. Me. I don't know why yeah. I thought that you were upstate, but No, not currently. I'm back in my tiny room and I love the freedom, but I hate the claustrophobia, so uh, big feels. Yeah. My yeah. whole college experience was that. <laughs> right? I live, I mean, like, I, I sleep on a twin-size mattress. Like, I feel oh 12 years old. I really do. Oh, oh I feel God. that. I'm also on a, tw- a twin-size mattress in a loft bed. Oh, my God. Um, that's even worse. I lived in a loft bed last, like, my last apartment. And it just, like, it's kind of, what's the word? Like, demeaning in a way? Like, ah. like <laughs> I feel like... Like, when I had to go to the bathroom, I had to climb down. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's the worst. That's so funny, the struggle. I used to have one in my old bedroom until I upgraded to a nice big bed. And, like, oh, my gosh. It was so – I felt like in the morning I was crinkly. All right, so moving on um, to things that don't make us feel like children. Um, We just want to get a quick snapshot bio of you. Like, where where are you born? Where are you raised? Where did you go to school? What's your social security number? Yeah, okay, okay, so um, actually I thought someone stole my social security number for a while, but I think I recently learned that's not true because I finally got a credit card at 24 years old, so I'm really proud of that. Yes, Congratulations. congrats. I used it for the first time today to pay for lunch. How amazing is that? Wow. The pasta? Yeah. I, for I the Italian. My roommate, yeah, my roommate and I got lunch and I paid for it with my credit card and it was a big moment. So um, I, yeah, I was born and raised in Savannah, Georgia, which is... A city that I wouldn't say stereotypically Southern in that it's a college town, but not just your like regular college. It's an arts college. So Savannah Ooh. College of Art and Design is there. 
and the whole downtown area is their campus so that really impacts the vibe of the city because those students really bring the city to life and bring a lot of interesting artistic aspects so there was always something going on in that regard and there's a lot of festivals and we have like our own little mini version of Central Park it's called Forsyth Park and there's all sorts of like festivals and events that happen there um, throughout the year and it's just a really cool community in a lot of ways that also has you know every bit of southern charm that you're looking for I mean there's the downtown is super historic and I always really liked that about growing up there was it felt sort of magical like the mm. trees have like hanging Spanish moss and it's also one of the most haunted cities in the haunted? world. Really? Haunted? Uh, yes, it's, it's haunted. It's like famous for being haunted. So you can go on like ghost tours and stuff and I mean it has some creepy vibes but in a really cool <gasps> way. I love that. So I really recommend visiting. It's really fun and I'm really proud of yes. you for it. I really like Savannah. So, um, yeah, I grew up in the theater community and that was like my outlet and the way that I felt less weird and alone. And yeah, I have two siblings, both older than me. So I was an accident. I'm five and seven years younger than them. So that was an interesting experience too, being the youngest. Um, and just like feeling like the theater raised me, to be honest, because like I was super independent. My parents were always really busy. So like I would go to school, I would be picked up from school and then I would go directly to the theater and be there till 9 p.m. So um, that was kind of my life. And then I went to college for acting and I, I went to the University of North Carolina at Greensboro and I studied acting and Spanish. And I, uh, yeah, I, I was in a BFA program, which is a whole nother crazy vibe there i mean as of right now there's scandals left and right i'll tell you but scandals left and right yes, all over the place so oh my god i know like i left and then it all blew up so i mean i'm glad i made it out before all of that happened but yeah so it's um maybe i shouldn't say that but it's fine <laughs> <laughs> i didn't name names so it's fine yeah, that's fine. Yeah. If you know, you know. And if you don't want to know, you don't have to know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I went to college and then I immediately moved to New York the summer after my senior year. And I've been here since and I still don't know what I'm doing. So it's great. Valid, relatable. Good morning, darling. Morning, dear. Coffee? To go, thanks. I have to get to the office early. I have that big board meeting tonight, and I really want to make sure I have everything together. Oh, that reminds me. You know how Maria's parents are coming into town for the next couple of days? Mm, I seem to recall you mentioning it. Well, it turns out that they're coming because her father is overseeing the opening of a new location for his restaurant chain. Oh, no. And I was thinking... Oh, you've been down this road before. He's looking for chefs. Maria said that she can bring her parents here for dinner, and that's my chance to really wow him. Teddy, you can't cook. I've been taking classes. You and Maria hanging out all day, drinking, and watching the cooking channel does not count as cooking classes. Real classes, Miss Smarty. Mrs. Smarty. And I've gotten really good. Just the other day, I made fresh gumbo. Really? Yeah, spearmint. Wait, spearmint? It's my favorite kind of gum. 
Okay, listen. I'm only going to say this once. Leave Mr. Porter alone. Let him enjoy his visit with his daughter. All right, I've got to go to work now. That's fine. Have a good day. Ted, are you going to leave Mr. Porter alone this weekend? Of course, dear. You're right. All right, I love you. All right, she's gone, Maria. She certainly took her time. Sorry about that. The closet was the first place I thought of. It's fine, but I guess I better go home and tell my folks that dinner's canceled, huh? Oh, why? Well, Eleanor said... Eleanor said to let your dad enjoy the weekend with you. And I'm sure he'll enjoy himself tonight when you bring him over for dinner. I hope you know what you're doing. Could you give us a little list? I know you traveled overseas for a little bit. Yes. Some time in there. Can you tell mm-hmm. us a little about where you went? Sure. So mm-hmm. um, I did, because I studied Spanish in college, I was in this um, honors program where they would help fund you to study abroad if you were smart, I guess. So I did that. And I went and lived in Spain for, I think, like seven months. And I learned a lot. I traveled all over Spain. I made a bunch of friends from all over the world. And we would just go on trips on the weekend. I've been to like 10 cities in Spain. Like I've been all over Spain. Um, And then at the end of the semester, I traveled by myself um, to more places in Spain. And then as well as France and Belgium. And um, I ended, oh, and I was in Portugal for like 12 hours. That was cool. (laughs) <laughs> for 12 hours. Yeah, it was fun. Um, and then I uh, went to England for the last part of my travels for the summer to study Shakespeare at London Academy of Music and Dramatic Arts. And that's actually where I met my current partner. And he lives there and he's English. So that sort of extends my travels because when the pandemic isn't happening, um, we see each other like every three months is what we aim for. So I'm always going back and forth from New York and London, um, which is like, su- I feel super fortunate to be able to do that. And it's really cool. Uh, I mean, he'd tell you that England sucks, but I really enjoy it. Um, <laughs> and um, I also have been to Mexico a few times for studying um, something called sensory awareness. It's a mindfulness practice. So I go to Mexico as well and that's kind of my travel yeah those are like all my travels pretty much but that that's kind of a lot so that i feel like that is a lot so your your home base artistically has been new york then you would say i would say yeah can you tell us a little bit about working as an artist in the city then in your experience Um, yeah so i think my experience has been unique and then also not unique um, in that I showed up here with like bright eyes, right? And I mean, I was really fortunate that the month I moved here, I got signed with an agency and that was like a big deal. But Congratulations. Then, Gosh. Thank you. But then at the same time, it's like nothing's really happened with it, which I, I'm not mad about. Like, I still feel fortunate to have like someone sending me auditions instead of having to like show up at an open call at 6 a.m. to like get on the list and then not be seen because I'm not equity. You know, Valid. I yeah. feel really fortunate in that regard, but. I would say, honestly, showing up here, I have struggled a lot with my mental health. And that has limited my, I think, my scope as an artist in some ways. 
but, but also it informs it informs me in other ways that like it's going to make me a better artist because I'm struggling but I would say things didn't turn out how I expected them to mm-hmm. I really thought that I would get here and my career would kick off but that's not the case I'm been here like three years now and I've I've done some exciting things but I I did it's not what I thought it'd be right right and I feel I don't know I feel like that's partly because I'm not who I thought I was when I showed up I'm not who I because I always told myself like when I was like eight years old I was like I'm gonna be an actor I'm gonna live in New York City I'm gonna be on Broadway like I think there was like an article in a local magazine of me when I was like 12 or 13 and they were like interviewing me um because I did a lot of like small films and like shows in my hometown so I was kind of like a big name there in regards to like acting in the small town and so I there was like this little article about me and I was like I want to be on Broadway by the time I'm 18 which like I laugh now of course but like that was what I I wanted for myself and I think now I didn't know who I was especially like I think probably we'll talk about it more later but uh, coming into my queer identity as I became an adult I I think the vision I had for myself didn't include that self-discovery that needed to happen mm-hmm. and that that has taken precedent in a lot of ways in my life um, and has made it hard to you know follow an artistic path that maybe doesn't fit who I am now so I definitely have done like some some projects like I met Max on a really cool project with um the company Future Proof and we did some really cool immersive theatrical experiences that were nothing that I would have ever dreamed of but were so fun and funny and I got a really good friend out of it so I'm really happy about that. That was such a fun project. I know it was so unique I never pictured anything like that and I was so encouraged and inspired by everyone's willingness to just be I don't know adventurous artistically and just how they made so many things happen and also how nerdy they all were I was like really excited by that I'm so with that so nerdy I love the nerdy things vibe to fill Skittle in and our listeners who yes yes not know what we're talking about I guess this is a podcast um (laughs) to fill everyone in yeah future proofs like aesthetic like brand I guess is very much like 80s sci-fi kind Mm -hmm. of like there one thing they did in the pandemic was like create like an 80s style like video game I think (gasps) yeah I love that so cool did you see that they sent out like some some info about their I think it's some tea that like somehow I didn't end up on the list so I just like I like I don't know why maybe it was an accident but I haven't received any of those (laughs) emails I don't know that tea I believe in them it's not like they hit me up to be a part of it. It's not that list. No, it's no. the the publication, like uh, like a, an email list, like just an email blast kind of deal where they were like, here's our latest project. Yeah. Check it out. And I was like, wow, cool. <laughs> cool. Well, no, I would say, honestly, it's probably something to do with like, I was supposed to sign up for something at some point and I didn't because that sounds more likely. <laughs> mm-hmm. I find them to be cool, very cool, thoughtful cool. people. So I really don't think that's the I don't think they're excluding me. I think probably I missed um, the boat on something and didn't get on the email list. <laughs> yeah, the thing we met on was like their their immersive movie, like feature film project, where it was like a like those four D experiences you see at like 
uh, theme park sometimes where you watch a movie, but also like they spray you with water or something. Uh, we yes, did something yes. like that where Bailey and I were both like characters performing in the live theater scenes in between movie screening scenes. Right. I'm not doing a very good job of explaining well, yeah, it. Yeah, but- also I would say like an important part of that project was that, or that specific one was that they wrote like three versions of the script and it was based on the audience's interaction through an app on their phone would like vote what we ended up doing. So like we as actors had to memorize like three different versions of the script and then based on what the audience picked for us, the backstage they would be like, oh, um, you're doing this version of the scene and we'd like go on and do it. So that was like kind of demanding in a really fun way because you never knew what was going to happen. And also I feel like everyone had their preferences for how the show would go based on how easy their track was or like what kind of moments they got to play. Um, uh, yeah. And we would be like rooting for them to pick a certain scene because we wouldn't want to do it. We're like, oh, I hate doing that one. Like, oh, uh, like it's more like, you know, there was always little. You know, every time they voted for the song a bit, I was always like, gosh, oh, I know. darn it. Let's let's warm up our vocal cords, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> In our closet backstage. <laughs> I love the dinosaur moment. Oh, I did. I liked the dinosaur moment as well. There was a um. Was so there was someone in a dinosaur dinosaur costume. That was me. It was you. Oh my god. <laughs> That's why I liked it because I got to go into the dinosaur costume. Wow. Like. Shows how good my memory is. I'm such a bad friend. Well, it's fine. It's fine. That's why I didn't even remember it was you because it was so much the dinosaur to me. I just really saw the dinosaur. Yeah, I just saw <laughs> I... performance that I didn't even need to know who was inside of him. You know. Thank you. Yes, I am um, an amazing performer. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Maria, I've just put the ham in the oven. Perfect. And I've just finished with the salad. It's in the fridge. Great. Thanks for your help, love. No problem. I love our cooking days. Me too. Hey, will you pass me the next wine bottle? This one's just about done. You know, something just occurred to me. What's that? What if you get the job? You'll have to cook at the restaurant without me. Hmm, well, that'll be alright. The restaurant doesn't open for a few more months. I'm almost as good as a professional chef already. I'm sure by then I'll be able to handle it. If you say so. Alright, what's next? I think we just need to wait. We're supposed to check on the ham every 20 minutes to baste it. Baste it? Keep it hydrated. Oh, well, that should be easy enough. I've been doing the same thing to my houseplants for years. And in about an hour and a half, it should be done. Oh, good. We have just enough time to catch the latest episode of Chopped. Wow, that was incredible. Right? Who knew Sour Patch Kids paired so well with asparagus? I wonder if my father would consider serving that dish at the restaurant. Yeah, I wonder... Oh no. What? The ham. We never hydrated it. Oh! Oh no. Look at it. What are you going to do? Oh, grab that pitcher and fill it with water. We can fix this. Now here we go, and... It's not a sponge. Well, I'm hydrating it. Now it's all soggy. 
We just have to put it back in the oven for a little bit. Then it'll be balanced out. But my parents are supposed to be here any minute. We don't have time to cook it out again. Mm, well, we were cooking it at 350 degrees for an hour and a half. So we just need to put it in at uh, 3,500 degrees for nine minutes. It'll be fine. Are you sure about this? Of course, I'm sure. Well, maybe I should run out and get something else as backup? A backup? Do you have no faith in me? Fine. Get some sandwiches from the deli on the corner. We can at least serve them as appetizers. All right, I'll be right back. Hurry. Cool. So can you talk to us a little bit about sort of the trend, the change that has happened in how you are able, how your art manifests basically during the pandemic in the new virtual spaces and like auditions and how things have changed for you? Yeah, currently. That's a good question. I think that I, I mean, I've still had some auditions here and there, um, but that hasn't really been the thing at the forefront for me. I've struggled a lot during this time, a lot mentally. Um, I've overcome a lot of things um, and I've had a lot of time to myself, like more time than I ever have, especially as a, I'm a very outgoing person. I like to be out and about. I like to meet new people. Even if they don't like, stick mm-hmm. around in my life, I like to like go out and meet people and like spend a night with them and never see them again. That's like real vibes I love, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think being by myself is really scary in a lot of ways. And actually, um, something that I didn't want to admit that I liked in the beginning, but I'm not scared to admit it now, is I think TikTok has been a huge thing for me and for a lot of people during this time. Like, TikTok has become humongous. Oh, definitely. And I have, I mean, if you're friends with me, you know, like, and you do know, I have ADHD, like, pretty, um, it's a pretty big thing in my life. It controls a lot of my um, successes and failures, I'd say. It's always something I'm working on um, getting, you know, just learning how to cope and best manage my own brain. For me, TikTok is amazing because attention span can handle it. I'm like, this video is 15 seconds long. Oh, this video is one minute long. Like, I can do that, right? And Mm. I felt like also TikTok is a really cool place to find people like you. Like I always felt a little out of place in a lot of areas of my life. And especially someone who didn't come into their queer identity at all until I was in my 20s, until I was leaving college. TikTok has been a really cool place because I can find people who have shared experiences. And also I felt like I can share a part of myself that maybe I'm not ready to share with people personally in my life because like, I don't know, there's some aspect of the internet where like you can share yourself and there's no consequences, if that makes sense. Like you, you don't have to have some sort of deep conversation about your traumas or histories unless you just want to make a joke out of it or if you want to just like, like touch on something. Like I found that with TikTok, I can explore myself and express a lot of my queer identity without being afraid of, I don't know. I just, I, I, f- I felt like I could be myself um and find other people who are doing similar things that I'm doing and I've you know my videos on TikTok are very much like 
some of them I, I really take time and like and producing something that I'm proud of. Other times it's just so random and stupid. And those are actually the videos that do better. Um, are the ones that I'm going to try, which I think is interesting. I think that that's a testament to like the validity of TikTok as an artistic platform as well. Like all artistic mediums, you have stuff where you're just like being really silly and like just being whimsical or making something just for fun and you don't put too much thought into it. And then other times you make projects or pieces of art that is like you're pouring like your heart and soul into and you put a lot of thought into it and you consider all these angles and all all different approaches to people's art is valid across all the mediums. So TikTok is another space for that, I think. Exactly. And I found just like, that's exciting. Like even on days when I don't feel particularly inspired, like I can hop on and just do something, you know, make one video or two videos. And it, it does like boost my mood, like in a lot of ways, like just to be silly and let go and like put something out there. Like, you know, I always like one of my teachers in school, always say like just throw shit at the wall you know and just like it might stick and it might not like just just throw stuff out there right and i just yeah. felt, I, love that. I felt kind of like that with tiktok where it's just like i'm just gonna throw this out there and sometimes people really love it and sometimes i get two views and that's fine like it's it's fun and i've kind of built a f somewhat of a following so far and that's exciting too my TikTok is the same as my other platform, so it's at Bay Gray, B-A-I-G-R-A-Y. And yeah, pretty much that's my name on everything. So yeah. You might even find me on if you want to play Nintendo Switch games with me. That's my tag there too. So hey, it's a cute name, Bay Gray. It's nice. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue. Darling, here I am at home. Oh, honey, I, I thought you were working late today. Well, the meeting got moved to tomorrow night. Wait, what are you hiding? Nothing, there's nothing. You're not hiding anything. Nope, I was just making dinner as practice, but I didn't make enough for the both of us, dagnabbit. Why don't you pick up some Chinese for us? But not from that place on the corner. Go to the one on 6th Ave. You want me to walk five blocks for Chinese food? They have the best egg rolls? Theodore, why is there smoke coming from the kitchen? Well, I guess I have to throw the old dinner out now. Really gonna let the house burn down just to continue this bit? Oh, fine. But you're not allowed in the kitchen. <laughs> Ted! What's going on? What did you do? Everything's fine. Just stay out there. You know, I won't be mad if you burn dinner. Nothing is burning. How, how was your day? Oh, you know, the usual. Ow! Are you sure you don't want my help? No, everything's fine. Well, Maria will be back soon. Maria? Oh. Ted, you didn't! Quiet, you. This is my chance. Hey, hon, I'm back! Oh! Hi, Eleanor. I thought you were working late today. Maria, please tell me this isn't what I think it is. Well, actually, my dad just called me while I was out. He finished the hiring early, and they want to catch an early flight home tonight. I have to go take them to the airport in a little bit. 
Oh gosh. Ta-da! Oh my goodness! Teddy, that is the most beautiful ham I've ever seen! And it smells amazing! I don't understand. How did you even make that? I told you I was taking cooking classes. Our kitchen was on fire five minutes ago. Maria, are your folks close? Actually, you should probably sit down for this. Can you tell us a little bit about your feature in this episode? Yes. So in sort of what I was talking about, about, you know, spending so much time alone um, and also what I touched on about, like, discovering in my early adulthood, you know, my queerness and living outside of the gender binary, um, exploring all of that, I've had, you know, time to think a lot and reflect on my adolescence and the environment I grew up on and the way, especially that I would perform like hyper femininity Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. And so I've just been, had a lot of time to think and a lot of time to reflect on really embarrassing moments in my life. Like really moments that were mortifying at the time and in retrospect are so funny, right? And so (laughs) I actually have a story that I'm going to share with you all um, of an event in my life that for a while was the most embarrassing thing that had ever happened to me. And now I find a lot of joy in looking back on the story. Um, But then it was not funny. It really wasn't funny. And I think what's like touching about the story that I'm going to share is just how much when you're a teenager, you care about how you're coming off to other people and how much you're trying to fit into an expectation that you and everyone else is setting for how things are supposed to be and how you hope an event is going to go and it doesn't go that way and dealing with the disappointment and like the destruction of your of your expectations which is something as adults we all face all the time but have to you know handle like on our own in a way that we, maybe we didn't some people didn't when they were kids i know a lot of people are on their own um in their teen years but i think mm-hmm. um you know yeah just exploring how some events seem so big when they happen um but they speak to a bigger sort of struggle of things not going how you want them to go <laughs> definitely relatable i yeah. feel <laughs> to a lot yeah. of people i'm so excited <laughs> Hi, I'm Bailey Gray, and this is a story from my life that is 95.6% true. So, when I was a kid, I was very stunted in the growth department. I was always a head shorter than my peers, and there was no exception when it came to puberty. I was way behind, and everyone started getting boobs, and I was still titless, and definitely not what the 7th grade hotties were looking for. So there I was in my limited two camis while everyone else was wearing Victoria's Secret padded bras. And I definitely wasn't getting any attention. But then when I was 14, I finally hit puberty and I got my long-awaited boobs and my confidence grew with them. And then I landed my first high school boyfriend, which was a really big deal. Woohoo! Confetti! So for reasons of respect, we'll call my high school boyfriend Harry. 
And Harry had just moved that year from Alaska, and that was really cool because he was from far, far away. He was mysterious, and he was also really cute. And he would always flick his hair out of his face like Justin Bieber, and I just was enamored by him. And to top it all off, he was a junior, so he was two grades ahead of me. And even though he was only one year older technically, I didn't care because I had an upperclassman boyfriend. So we were just so into each other. We were making out in the school hallways. We were making out behind the woods of his house, in the movie theater, you name it. And we continued that way throughout the year. And spring rolled around. And what time of year was it? Prom season. (laughs) So Harry invites me to the prom and I cannot believe it. But I realize, wait, I'm a freshman and I'm going to prom. I was going to be the only freshman in the whole entire school to be attending prom. And to top it all off, I was the smallest girl in the entirety of the high school. And also I was a theater nerd who was known for being spastic. So needless to say, I was nervous. I just knew I had to get everything right. So I started planning. How would I do my hair? How would I do my makeup? What would I wear? People would be looking at me and I would stick out horribly because I already did. So I picked the skimpiest red cocktail dress I could find. I borrowed my aunt's jewelry and I wore six inch sparkly glitter wedge heels that I will never forget. And I was completely overcompensating. (laughs) But as far as I was concerned, this was going to be the best night of my life. Even if his mom was driving us, he still couldn't drive. But I didn't care. And so the night came, I got ready, and he, his mom, drove up to the house in a white Mercedes that was just so fancy. So they got out, we took pictures outside in the front yard, and I was just itching to get on with the evening and be alone with him. So we got back in the car, and his mom drove us to the fanciest restaurant I had ever seen. I'm talking about landscaping big glass doors with a guy whose only job was to open and close the doors. And then when we got inside, there was a waterfall behind the hostess stand, and all of the tables were covered in white linen, and the chairs were too. It was lavish. And so the hostess led us to our table, but suddenly we're passing a bunch of tables full of people And we find ourselves in this room. And there's only one table in the room. And I realize, this boy has rented us a private room. This is as fancy as it gets. So he pulls out my chair for me. I sit down. I cannot believe it. And soon the waiter is there asking us what we would like to drink. I said, um, I'll have a water. He said, bottled still or bottled sparkling? I said, um, tap. And he looked at me like I was so stupid. I was out of my element. But Harry took over and he said, I'll have a mocktail. And I didn't even know what a mocktail was, but I did see it on the menu and it was $13. And I couldn't believe he was ordering that. But he flashed me his dad's credit card and I was so impressed. And so I ordered a mocktail too. Our drinks came. Then it was appetizers, which was this fancy tomato and bruschetta. It was, oh, a tomato and ricotta bruschetta. Not even mozzarella sticks. It was fancy. So we're sitting there, but then I start to feel weird and my stomach starts to hurt and it's sort of like turning and hurting. And so I decide to excuse myself to the bathroom and I I told him and he got up and he comes over to my chair and pulls it out. I start to walk away and soon I feel a tug on my dress and it's hairy and I turn around and I look where he's looking and it's my dress. It's 
covered in a dark red stain. And I immediately start to panic because I hate stains. And then both of us look back to the chair I was sitting in, and there is a giant pool of goopy red liquid. (sighs) And so before I could even say anything, Harry is going off. He's saying, this is a fancy restaurant. How could they forget to clean the chairs, to change them over? Someone must have filled their pasta sauce. And before I could say another word, I didn't even get a word in. He's reaching his hand over, and he's scooping up a bit of the liquid with his fingers and he brings it to his nose and takes a big sniff yeah he realized it wasn't marinara sauce pretty soon and i said "Uh, i'll be right back and i sprinted to the bathroom i swore my period had ended the day before so i get to the bathroom i call my mom i'm freaking out she reassures me she sends my aunt over to help me So after what felt like forever, my aunt arrives at the restaurant. She comes in the bathroom. She hands me a tampon and a pad under the stall. She says, take your pick. But the problem was I was wearing a thong that I stole from my older sister's drawer because I wanted to be sexy. The problem is pads don't really work with thongs, and so I had to use a tampon. But I never used a tampon in my life, and I didn't know what to do. So I'm sitting there trying to fit this cotton stick in my vagina, and I'm naked, by the way, because my aunt's taking my dress and is scrubbing it over the sink. So all of this is happening. My heart is racing. I finally get this tampon in by some miracle. I do not know how I did it. And my aunt passes my dress over the stall door, and I put it on, and she hugs me and sends me on my way for my walk of shame back to the room. So I get back, and... My boyfriend tries to make small talk with me, and I'm standing there because they still haven't brought me a new chair. So we're just looking at each other. It is so weird. My chair comes. The meal comes. We're eating spaghetti, by the way, which was not comforting because I'm staring down at this red sauce, and all I can see is my boyfriend's fingers reaching over to scoop up my period blood, and I definitely lost my appetite. So... The meal comes to a close, we decide to go, and we're walking back past the waterfall through the big glass doors, and his mom's Mercedes waiting there. So we get in, and what is there but a towel over the seat? And that's when I realized my mom must have texted his mom and told her everything, and that really just dug the knife in even deeper. So I'm sitting there in silence, and we finally get to prom. And I had been preparing for this for weeks, like literally planning for this exact moment for weeks, every single little element, and so far everything had gone just so incredibly wrong. So I linked my arm with his and I prayed that the tampon I could somehow put in wouldn't fall out. I was fully saying Hail Marys to whichever saint covers periods, and I tried my best to forget all the events that had transpired. And then I was whisked away, and the prom had arrived whether I was ready or not. And honestly, I wasn't, because I was bleeding out like a slaughtered pig. But you know what? That's life. Sometimes you're the cool freshman going to prom, and sometimes you're the slaughtered pig. What book have you last read or are currently reading? Yeah, so here's the thing. I have ADHD, so as I said... (laughs) Um, books are something I think sound really good in, um, like a hypothetical sort of, um, sense, but I have a really hard time actually following through in the same way that like I bought a planner a few months ago and I was like, I'm going to change my life. Like I'm going to write down everything. And I used it for two days. Like I really did. 
And I, I have the same thing with books where I have really good intentions and dreams for what they're going to do for my life, but um, they don't last usually unless I really need them. Like I mm. had a book that I did read all the way through maybe like a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. <laughs> I was okay. I was struggling a lot with uh, my eating and I read a book called Body Positive Power by this Instagram influencer. Her name is Megan Jane Crabb. And that was at the time really big for me to like overcome a personal struggle I was having. So I think like, mm -hmm. I like self-help books, some self-help, well, self-help <laughs> books sometimes. Our next question is if you were a suitcase or any other type of luggage, so it could be like a pocketbook or a purse or like mm -hmm. a backpack, what would you be filled with? I would be a fanny pack, first of all. <laughs> I'm like compact and I like to travel and like, I'm sort of like, I meet the aesthetic of like a 12 year old and also like a mother, you know, I feel like those I are the that. groups that love a fanny pack as well as like fanny packs are trendy now. So like, that's cool. They're so fashionable. They're like, amazing. They weren't, but it's the kind of thing, like, it's kind of like me, like they weren't always cool, but now they are, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's really fits me. Um, I'd say inside would be like some sort of, um, I would say some fuzzy socks um, filled with Orbeez. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. I see that about you, honestly. I think um, there would be like a couple more things in there. So I'd say maybe like, um, if, wow, it's, it's hard work. Maybe like a, have this like, no, yes, no. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that answers the, the question <laughs> more than anything you could say next. Remember, I have ADHD, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel, I feel like your answer speaks volumes. <laughs> um, our final question is we want to know what artist you would give as a recommendation that listeners check out now. Someone that I love, and I actually met, I ran into this person. It was so funny. Um, she is a senior at Columbia currently, um, and her name is Maud Latour, M-A-U-D-E-L-A-T-O-U-R. Um, and she is a singer, songwriter, and her career is just starting. She is, I mean, I think she has like 30,000 something followers on Instagram, but she is amazing. Her music got me through so much of quarantine. Like she's such a vibe. Like I'm someone who's super into Lord. Like I'm a huge Lord fan. And Lord hasn't, Lord hasn't released anything since 2017. And there's a giant hole in my heart. And I will say, Lord, if you ever hear this, I was really, I was really rooting for you to pull us out of 2020. And you didn't, but I still have hope. So I love you, and um, I'm slightly disappointed. Lord, Lord, when you listen to this, <laughs> please know we love you. Take yeah, the right? take the note to heart. Release some new music. <laughs> right? Please, please save 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 us all. Um, but Maude Latour kind of fills this like Lord shaped mm. hole in my heart, and I love her, and she is so cute. And I ran into her literally on my block because I live like close to columbia she was at the restaurant directly when you walk out of my house like there's a bunch of restaurants on my block mm -hmm. like downstairs and there's this restaurant right next to my house and she was sitting there with her friends and i was like holy like holy shit like what do i do i want to talk to her i want to talk to her she was incredibly kind and it was her 21st birthday and she was like 
having like the mm-hmm. time of her life and that was really cute but yeah she's really good you should check out her music she's also on tiktok as well and she's really cool and i really do think she's always talking about how her music she thinks her music will change the world and i think that's a really cool thing to aspire to do and i think she's just like has a really cool energy um and then really quick i just wanted to give a plug to someone who probably doesn't need it but can we talk about jojo siwa like she just came out and um i just think i love her. i know i saw that yesterday and i had to like research and she came out yesterday like casually in the afternoon literally yeah well she posted on tiktok this video of her lip syncing to born this way by lady gaga and everyone's like omg queen jojo are you gay and then she posted a picture on twitter that she pinned of her wearing a shirt from her cousin that says best gay cousin ever mm-hmm. is like what the shirt mm-hmm. says and so yeah she's uh, she's out and i just feel excited because she's like super famous with children and i just feel like it's cool that there's like this bubbly fun exciting really impressionable or um, what's the word for someone who is influencing impressionable people influential yeah, influential. There you go. And it, the real meaning of an influencer. Yes, like she's seriously a powerful influencer. And it's exciting that, you know, Queen Jojo is gay. I'm really excited about that. So shout out to Jojo. I'm glad that she is has enough of a support te- network, apparently, um, in her life to give her the confidence and safety to do what she wants with her art. And can't we only hope that for ourselves as well? Truly, I want that for all of us. I just really want that (laughs) for all of us and everyone listening. Like, if only we could all be multimillionaires sponsored by Nickelodeon who get to come out. I know. I also want that for all of us. I I want want that that for (laughs) us. Oh my gosh. What a pleasure having Bailey as our featured guest artist and sharing that very amazing and heartfelt, I mean, it hits close to home to me. (laughs) Yes. Um, I can laugh from a distance. (laughs) (laughs) An emotionally distanced enjoyment is what I feel. Um, As a fellow femme-bodied person, I can say that I have been in very similar situations where it hit me and I did not want it to, and I was so upset. Yes, thank you, Bailey. Oh, it was so good getting to talk with them on the air and reminisce and uh, talk about Future Proof and stories. And, what an interesting uh, thing Future Proof was, too. Like, that really is kind of cool how, like, it's catered to whatever the audience picks that day. And then you guys, as actors and actresses, have to kind of like bam, bam on the fly. And also, big ups to talking about TikTok. It's kind of interesting since I don't really do TikTok myself to hear what it's like to be involved in the TikTok community and how it can be like such a safe space and a body positive place for people. And they have that outlet to be able to go into TikTok and like chill. Definitely. You know, I saw people. I saw, didn't see people. I saw TikTok getting popular. Yeah, I looked at it for a little bit, like in the summertime. Never downloaded it myself, just looked at someone else's. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's not my thing. I don't understand it. But yeah. when people show me like their favorites, I enjoy it. So good stuff yeah. is being made. <laughs> and Definitely. it's really nice that it's emerging as like a, a solid platform for people in this yeah. time when people aren't allowed to go out and actually be near each other they have that community yeah cool um any final words skittle 
I just want to say thanks everyone for listening to Bailey and their featured stuff on this episode. And don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon for behind the scenes content, for content by our guest artists, by us, and you also get access to our Discord server where you can ask us questions and stuff. Fantastic. A true professional, honestly. You always um, <laughs> run that down so well. I'm impressed because I can't even remember. Hashtag like right and subscribe. <laughs> all right. I guess that's all we have time for. Good night, everybody. We love you all. The Max and Skittle Power Hour was created and produced by Max Turner and Skittle Cheshire. Today's episode featured guest artist Bailey Gray Keith, who also provided their talents as the voice of Maria. Music by Kel Gabe. You can find all of our future episodes of the Max and Skittle Power Hour on our Podbean site at maxandskittlepowerhour.podbean.com. You can also support the show directly by subscribing to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash maxandskittle. That's M-A-K-S-N-S-K-T-L. You'll also enjoy multiple benefits such as access to our Discord server, behind-the-scenes content, bonus videos, early access to episodes, and more depending on your Patreon tier. We are also available via the streaming services, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. That's all for tonight, folks. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week.